This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Layer. Layer is redefining the way businesses purchase and manage their commercial liability insurance by giving control of the process back to the business owner. More on that later. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Ben Oliver. He's a co-founder and executive producer of Storyboard Media, a B2B marketing and video production firm in North Carolina. So, Ben, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks so much, John. I'm happy to be here. So, so video for, I don't know, the last five years at least has been really, really hot as a form of content. But based on some of the things I've seen you write or your firm produce, you, you kind of uh, think of it more than, more than just a form, another form of content, don't you? That's right. I mean, and we, and I think you're right about the last five years to start with. And we are, wow, we missed it. We missed our seventh birthday. It was Saturday. So as a company, we're seven years old. A video has been hot for about five, but I like to think that we, we kind of saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, for us, the biggest thing, honestly, is that so many people who don't practice video regularly, when they hear the word video, whether it has to do with marketing, sales, customer success, wherever for their business, they tend to think about the the mp4 or mov file that's going to be delivered that they're going to put on their social channel or their website their about us page whatever and while it's not necessarily wrong one of one of the things that the, the flag that we're flying if you will is this idea that video isn't a deliverable it's a practice it's we're kind of taking it from a noun to a verb right so video is this thing that that if every company is a media company, which a lot of people are saying right now, and, and if you just extend out the whole content revolution, video is another form of content, yes. But if you're practicing video, you're really following several steps over and over and over again. It kind of becomes like a flywheel. And so, and so yeah, what, what we're preaching is this idea that, that video is not about hitting record, editing something, and posting it. It's about so much more than that on either side. And for us, it really starts with strategy. Our story quickly is that my co-founder and I started as a production company seven years ago. Right. And we did some great work. We had very happy clients for the first couple of years. And, and, and they, would, they would come to us. They would ask us to make something. They'd be really, really thrilled with how it turned out. And we would check in with them six weeks or six months, whenever later, mainly to say, okay, what's the next video to try to generate some, some new revenue for, for our, our fledgling company at that time. And they hadn't even posted it yet, or they didn't really know if it was a success or not. They didn't know what they were trying to do with it in the first place. Yeah. And that's where we saw that, that there was this big gap between, between people wanting to make a video and people who really wanted to practice video. So, so obviously uh, we need content. I mean, that there's just no even discussing that anymore as marketers. And <clears throat> there obviously now are different formats that that content, you and I are, are basically producing some audio content today. Yep. Uh, can you make a case for saying that, and I see this all the time, that there are people that prefer to read content. There are people that prefer to get in their car and listen to content. And then of course, uh, there are people that, that like, they won't do anything but consume YouTube videos if they're trying to learn something. Right. Do we need to be, do we need to be uh, catering in many businesses to all three of those likes, I suppose? Absolutely. And, and I'm, I mean, we are, 
I mean, we consider ourselves a full service video agency in that video is the only thing that we do. But at no point have we ever recommended that any of our clients only do video. We have a we have a manifesto um, of sorts that that isn't really so much a manifesto that just we try to follow. But but we started following it before we knew what it was. And we've kind of put it out there for for anybody doing video to kind of adopt. And there's some kind of seven theses that we believe make the most effective video for business. And one of those is integration. Your content doesn't live in a bubble. It doesn't live in a vacuum. Your video content, your blog content, your podcast content, they all speak to each other and with each other. And with the broad array of of audiences and audience types that so many companies have, you, you really have to, to, to produce the content that anybody, any individual can consume however they prefer to individually. And if you look at, I mean, I always, I am not a Gary V follower by any means, but we've got a couple clients who are like hardcore Gary V followers. And one of them in particular was actually one of the ones who, the person who pushed us to take our audio podcast and because we're a video agency, turn it into a video podcast. So our podcast, a lot of people listen, but we also, because we're a video company, we have, and I'm actually in our studio right now, we've got three cameras that I don't have rolling right now, but that we usually have rolling on our podcast. So we have one, we make one thing and then we create a video episode, an audio episode. We pull out snippets for social posts. Mm -hmm. We've got a copywriter who takes the topics that we discuss and turns them into not transcripts, but separate blog posts about a bullet point or, or a section. So I, I mean, yeah, I think everybody needs to be creating content in multiple forms because no one per, and, and no one person even consumes only one type of content. Yeah. And you, you made a point that I've been uh, saying for a long time is if you're going to start producing content, if you start with video, you've got, as you said, the audio, you've got the transcript that can be turned into text. So they, in some ways, that's that's your best starting point, I think, in many cases. Absolutely. So why can't you just turn on the camera? and produce produce videos so that you can post them to all these places we post videos now. Yeah. Well, you can. I, I just wouldn't recommend it. It's it's for us it's there are seven phases to video. And the best visual, we're visual thinkers and while we don't love the idea of a pyramid, it feels a little bit played out. The pyramid works perfectly because for us the first stage, that bottom foundational stage is the strategy. Right. What's the purpose of this video? Who are we speaking to? What's the, very specifically, who are we speaking to? What's the one thing we want them to do after they watch this video, right? Without being able to say, I want this video to speak to new prospects from software companies with 50 to 500 employees that are looking for a solution like ours. And after they watch this video, I want them to request a demo. I mean, you kind of need to go into even storyboarding or scripting, knowing that that's what you want to get out of the video. And so often people, right, like you said at the beginning, video has been so hot for five years. People who are just getting into the game are like, well, we have to have video. They don't know where to start. And so they just look and they see whatever is accessible to them or what they ever kind of understand. Oh, let's do a founder's video or let's do an about us video without thinking about 
whether that's going to help them at all and how is it going to help their business goals, whatever. And that could be a revenue goal. That could be a recruiting goal. That could be a humanizing your brand goal, whatever it is. You're going to take very different approaches to the video you make based on those key parameters. So if we're going to think again, generically, or at least one, one bucket of thinking about videos as content, a lot of people, as you started to mention the founder video, the FAQs, maybe like meet the team, those are, mm-hmm. those have become sort of standard, almost website elements. But one of the things I'd love to hear you maybe talk about is how do you marry video or types of video to different stages of the customer journey? I I think that is, that's a fantastic question. And I don't know whether that's one that I fed you or whether you, one you just came up with, but I love it. So listeners will know that I talk about the customer journey, just about every show. Excellent. So, (laughs) so one of the, we, being a strategy first video agency, when we work with our clients, we spend a lot of time up front diving into that strategy. And it can be, to be perfectly honest, sometimes to some of our clients, it feels like an obstacle right? Because they do just want to make that stuff. Mm-hmm. But but so much of what we do is called a springboard. That's how we've kind of productized our strategic engagement. And so, so we sell a lot of these things. But as we started doing the podcast, we started sharing more about how people can develop their own little strategic purposes for their own videos and, and develop their own roadmaps. And the quickest way to develop your own video roadmap, which is essentially a, a group of content uh, or the pieces of content that you need to make, is to one audience persona at a time, go through from the top of the funnel, call it awareness, call it pre-awareness. I mean, there's some interest, there's a lot of really interesting educational content out there that is so lightly branded. It doesn't even feel like it's in the awareness part of the funnel, right? It's just, hey, here's a problem you maybe didn't even know that you have. And you walk all the way down until they buy. And then of course you can walk then once they become a customer, how do they become an advocate, that kind of thing. But as you walk through every stage in that individual persona's journey, what questions do they need answers to? And if you can map out the questions, develop your answers, and then go to figure out which of these things are maybe better lent to be answered with video. What of these things maybe where, where can we take advantage of showing and telling? Right. Because you could write a blog post to answer one question because it's it's pretty accessible. But if there's a question that is kind of technical or you're doing something that's very complex and you need to abstract it a little bit. Video is one of the great ways where you can write a voiceover and then let the visuals show a lot of the detail. So you don't have to overwhelm anybody with the actual words on the page. And so once you've kind of mapped out what each of those questions and answers are in that journey, that's basically then your map and you just pick and choose which ones are videos, which ones are blogs, which ones are, are eBooks, whatever. Now, obviously I know this depends a little bit on the, the objective of the video, but because people's attention spans are so short, I mean, is there kind of a formula to hook people so that they think, okay, I want to invest my five minutes. Yeah. So I, for me that there's no, I wish I could say, yeah, make it a minute 12. That's what I used to say. And, <laughs> well, I'm, not, to I'm per- not talking necessarily about the overall length, but, but, but a lot of times like the Google ads or the, the YouTube ads, you, know, you got five seconds before I hit skip. Is there a way to make people think regardless of the length, they're, they're, they're immediately thinking, do I want to invest five, 10, whatever many minutes? Yes. And, and I think it goes back to that strategic element up front before we make anything who are we talking to and, and where are we talking to them? 
So you may, you may take, I mean, you just nailed it, right? YouTube, you've got five seconds before skip ad comes up. If you're on Instagram and, and whether you're doing a post, a story or an IGTV post, you've got a different amount of time to get their attention, but you've also got to grab their attention in the first couple frames to stop them from scrolling. So, so you're, and then if it's something that's going to be on a particular product page on your website, you've got a little bit more of a captive audience. So you can take a little bit more time to, to build that up. But overall, you're absolutely right. The attention span, and there's attention span, and then I think there's also this intention span. Like, what do people yeah. actually want to do, right? The first thing you have to do is get their attention. The next thing you have to do is, is they have to form some kind of intent to then, like you said, commit to however long this video is. And the, the easiest thing, that I think most people who make video uh, video for themselves can do is take off the logo sting at the beginning of your video. Because because any 5, 6, 10, 15 second sting at the beginning of the video is time where I could be learning about why this is important to me. So take away the logo sting and get immediately to something that that identifies your audience. One, One of the we did a video uh, a couple years ago for for a client that's in the, they have a an app for contract management and we played on the whole trope of like meet joe joe's a business owner that whatever that you right, just right. saw for so many years and just every video started that way and so we threw an expletive in there because the brand was totally open to that and so it started with meet joe bleep joe right in action <laughs> and and so that, that was an attention getter. And then we just went through the three typical audience types. And then we met Catherine. And then we met the next guy. And so we, we were able to get their attention with that, that little bit of personality, that little bit of humanity. Oh, this isn't just another explainer video. And then we immediately went to the next audience archetype and the next audience archetype. And so at 15 seconds in, if you're not one of those three people, this isn't going to apply to you. But if it is, this might be something you want to watch. And now a word from our sponsor. Layer is making high-quality commercial insurance easily accessible and affordable for more than 25 million small businesses throughout America. It's a startup that is building better insurance for emerging U.S. businesses by using artificial intelligence and machine learning to recommend and match companies with the insurance policies and coverage they need and accurately predict carrier pricing hassle-free business insurance 100 online you can pay monthly with a credit card check it out at withlayer.com. that's with l-a-y-r.com so you talked about that person that you did this great video for and then they hadn't even put it on their website or certainly hadn't got any 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 views i mean what's your approach to now that you're trying to work more holistically with somebody. I mean, what, what are some of the, what's some of the best advice for, let's say it's for a new product or a, a campaign that you're trying to run, you get some videos produced. How do you amplify those? What are the, what are the best approaches to amplifying the, the great videos you've produced? Yeah, I, I go back to making multiple pieces of content, content out of one anchor piece of content. I, I can't think in the last two or three years of a video that we've produced for a client that didn't automatically come with, I mean, we call it our advanced distribution package and it's basically included, but it's, it's got 
a couple animated GIFs. It's got a couple promo cutdowns, right? Little teaser things that you can share on social media that you can use in a targeted campaign. And 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 what we found is the content for those are best when it's less actually like a nug a valuable nugget of information, but those opportunities where it's like a teaser. Right. Where they actually ask where there's any opportunity where you have where somebody's asking a question at the end where you don't actually give the answer away, but you give just enough to say, hey, this is something that should be on your radar. And if you want to get the answer to this, click here to watch the full video. So the easiest thing is just to take from that 90 second, two minute video and pull out three or four chunks that you can. Make them 8, 10, 15 seconds, 6 seconds, 4 seconds, however, whatever you can get away with, and put as many of those out there as you can. And then make yeah, sure that I think most, I was going to say most of the social networks are, are really catering to that type of, of content as well yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a way to get some legs out of maybe, again, if it's if it's limited resources, the one video that you're doing. Another way to do it is to know that you're going to promote it like that. When you're shooting the video, go ahead and script in some some promotional right. pieces. We did a campaign for uh, one of our clients' big annual user conferences where this particular part of it was we had seen on websites for events for years, like the convince your boss letter template, right? Where basically you like you fill in your name and the dates and whatever, and it, it gives you this email that you can copy and paste to your boss like you don't already have a personal relationship with your boss, but basically asked to go to this event. And so we wanted to create a video version of the same thing that that because of what we do had some humor and personality to it but since we had one day on set to shoot that video we actually structured it so we shot the main video plus four separate teasers where we had the host the guide who was basically coaching our main character on how to talk to his boss about going to this event doing the prep and and the the longer video was like the role play of the guy going to his boss and, and saying, here's why I should go to this event. And so we created four or five separate behind the scenes teasers in the afternoon on that shoot day that were super comical. That just got people's like, what is going on here? And pushed them just to watch the rest of the. And it was like, it was like convince your boss tip number 57. And like <laughs> tip number six. I mean, we only made four of them. But we kind of wrapped it in a piece where it was this specific promo content that we were able to get in the same day. It didn't cost us any additional money, any additional time, maybe a little additional editing. But but we our client was able to put that out itself, and they drove a ton of traffic to their registration page through that campaign. So where are some of the really out-of-the-box ways that you see or places that you see people using video that that most people just aren't even considering. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think one of the biggest things, this was coming down the pike before the pandemic. Yeah. But the use of asynchronous video for internal communications had kind of gone from, has kind of gone from this thing that like only big companies had, where they had like in-house studios and their CEO or a VP or whatever could get in the studio and share some kind of message with their employees or whatever. But with some of the platforms that are out there now, they're primarily designed to to be used for like video selling, video cold calling. Mm-hmm. But 
but there's so much opportunity now to communicate with internal teams or teams across a company, especially even with, with, with prospects and clients, those kinds of things to, to give a video message instead of send an email to, to send a video message with a screencast to walk a client through a version of whatever. And, but you can't get time scheduled with them because they're very busy. You get to actually make that recording and then they can give you the feedback on, on their time. So I think that kind of one-to-one video is the place that has the, the most, the most upside right now. It was definitely heading that way. Definitely catalyzed by the pandemic. Another thing I, I, I think is this, and this probably won't come as a huge surprise to anybody, but, but I really believe that, even as we all get vaccinated, I don't think we're going to see big corporate events like we saw before. I think because so many companies either abandoned them or had to figure out how to do them virtually last year, you're going to see at the very best, a hybrid approach to these events where maybe you've got a hundred people who are going to come to San Francisco to be in person in your event, but you may have 250 people who are just going to attend virtually. And so you've got to actually make that good enough to make them want to still pay the registration fee and attend and all those kinds of things. So I think as we get back to trade shows, there's always some interesting conversations about how trade show video can be used. Rule one, don't use audio because nobody can hear on a trade show tour anyway. Right. Yeah. And so so at the very least, subtitle your videos at the most, make videos that actually try to visually beckon somebody in from just walking down from table to table and, and actually stop at your table. So I don't know, but I, I think that I think the the one to one and the virtual events are, are the the ripest areas for change right now. Awesome. So Ben, we've run out of time. Thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Please uh, tell people where they can find out more about your approach to video and what you're doing there at Storyboard Media. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for the time. You can check us out at storyboardmedia.co. Don't put the M on the end of there because that'll just go to a $2,750 you can buy this domain site. But storyboardmedia.co, I've also got a promo that I would love to offer your listeners. If you go to storyboardmedia.co slash duct tape, that's just one word, duct tape, we are actually giving away a free one hour session, video strategy session with my co-founder and I, which is usually something that's on our site for $500. So if you've got any questions about video, what to do, how to do it, those kinds of things, go ahead. That's a Calendly link, and you can go ahead and schedule some time, and, and we'd love to talk to you. Awesome, and we'll have that uh, link in the show notes uh, as well. So, Ben, thanks for stopping by, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you the next time uh, I get back to North Carolina. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.